Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pine Castle live stream. My name is Jim Polding, but don't let the haircut throw you. You know, this has been a very strange time with all the quarantine and staying at home and everything else. But, you know, I think I found something good about this. I discovered that the longer we stay in quarantine, the younger we look. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about you, but I'm closing in on the same haircut as I had in 1974. Yeah, in a few more weeks, it's going to turn brown, and I'll get to go to that Led Zeppelin concert my mother wouldn't let me go to. <laughs> so, anyway, it, it, there are some good things to the quarantine. Well, anyway, welcome to our Sunday morning service. Uh, I'm out on my patio today. God's providing the, the lighting for the video. I have my uh, grill of my dreams. Get it? The grill of my dreams. Anyway, we're going to be uh, 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 doing up some burgers here later on just so that we can kind of, you know, feel normal. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, our PC share for this week is a question. What are the benefits when you turn your eyes upon Jesus? What are the benefits when you turn your eyes upon Jesus? This is something that you can post on your social media account, see what kind of reaction that you get. Now, don't forget, when you post it on your social media accounts, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, don't forget to tag Pine Castle United Methodist Church. It allows people to come back and take a look at our Facebook page and our website so they can learn more about our church and about our ministries. We're going to have a time of worship coming up here, and Pastor Scott will have a great message. Right now, let's pray, shall we? Dear Lord, you are our refuge and our strength. Grant us the wisdom to fix our eyes upon you and draw from that strength to help us through these trying times. We pray for our frontliners and our first responders. Give them the skill, tenacity, and wisdom to help those in need. This we ask through Christ our Lord and all the people said, Amen.
today you will see that I'm in a little bit of a different place doing my kids message. Um, as you can probably tell, this is a closet. Kids, I always talk to the elementary children about finding a place to do your God time. For those of you who don't remember, God time is time for you to spend one-on-one -on -one alone with God. To um, possibly read your Bible, listen or sing worship songs, pray. Um, whatever the thing is that you need to do at the time to get close to God. Well, sometimes it can be hard because there are distractions. You probably have your TV, um, games you want to play, your siblings in the room, um, and your toys. So you need to find a place without distractions, a place that will help you focus on God. Well, this closet once was that for me. You see, when my children were very young, it was hard for me to have some alone time with God. It was hard to find a place where my children wouldn't follow me or hunt me down. And one night, out of desperation, when I knew their dad was home and they were safe, I came and hid in this closet. And I would do that pretty regularly. I would read my Bible. I would pray. And a lot of times I would just try and be quiet and sit and listen because in the quietness is when God can speak to us and minister to us the most. I want to encourage you kids to find that place to be quiet with God. That place to have your God time and focus on Him. It might be in your room with a closed door. It might be in your backyard. It might be in your bedroom closet if you share a room. It might even be hiding under your bed with your Bible. Wherever that is, find it. Read your Bible, pray, sing, but always remember to be still and listen to God. Because even though you need to find that place, He wants to meet you there. He wants to be with you. One last thing. When you find that place and you're going to go hide and spend time with God, make sure your parents know where you are and what you're doing. Because hiding from mom and dad is not good. Now let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you want to spend time with us. Help us to find a quiet place to go away from our distractions, away from our toys, away from other people, where we can focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time for us to go over to Pastor John. Good morning. I'm John Bryant, Pine Council, United Methodist Church, Associate Pastor. I'm glad you're watching today and worshiping with us. Scripture for today for the offering comes from Exodus 35, 21, simply saying that everyone who was willing and whose heart was moved came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent meeting, its service, and for its sacred garments. That's Old Testament. New Testament, we're to say, we bring our tithes to the church so that the gospel of Jesus Christ might go forth. You may notice I'm wearing a PC Kids shirt today, one of my favorites, reminds me of where our offerings and tithes go to support the ministry. Sandra Lear is doing a fantastic job, and I applaud her. The children are receiving communiques, 
and uh, scripture verses and devotionals every day. Something for them to do that keeps them in touch with Jesus. That's our goal. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the work of your church, for every person who supports Pine Castle and all the churches working to bring the gospel to all people, the good news. We give in that spirit of love. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning, church. God bless you. Glad you're uh, with us um, today. As many of you heard, um, my my father, uh, Pastor Jim George, many people called him Bishop. Bishop George uh, went home to be uh, with the Lord on uh, Wednesday, and uh, obviously he's going to be greatly uh, missed. We loved him dearly. Uh, and um, I just wanted to pay a, a short tribute to him. In just a few uh, weeks, we're going to do an online service uh, for him. But I just want to tell you just, just a couple things. Number one, uh, he, he died uh, peacefully in his sleep. Um, and we're so, so very, very grateful for, for that. Many of you have, have called and, um, and uh, sent uh, cards, and we're so very, very grateful. Um, it, it wasn't a great surprise, but yet it was. And uh, we're very grateful uh, that uh, he is in the presence of the one that he loved the most. And as powerful as death is, death can never take away the victory that he's experiencing right now. He is in victory. I can tell you this. He loved uh, Pine Castle United Methodist Church. You know, when I, when I would go visit him at the retirement home, it was amazing. Uh, he would ask me just a couple questions. And he did this every single time for years. He'd say, first of all, Scott, how are you? And then he would say, tell me about Tammy. How's Tammy doing? And then he would say, tell me about uh, the kids. And then his last question was, how is Pine Castle? Uh, he, he told me privately many, many times that, that uh, serving Pine Castle was one of the greatest accomplishments of his life. And it was filled with great memories. It was a, it was a stressful time. It was a time filled with anxiety. It was a very, very difficult time. But he treasured uh, the years that he served at Pine Castle United Methodist Church and it was one of the highlights of his life and, and now he is with uh, my mom and we are so grateful and he's no longer in pain and he's with uh, my mom who he loved dearly and most importantly he's with Jesus so thank you for your prayers thank you for your, your cards and your gifts and your acknowledgments and your emails and your texts uh, I've received them all and we're so very grateful uh, the family's doing well we just uh, needed a few days just to uh, recover and just get a handle on this. But uh, we are at peace and we're grateful for the legacy and the life 
of Pastor uh, Jim George. He was a good man with a good name. And I'm honored to be called a George. And I've looked all four of my kids in the face and said, you're a George. And that legacy and that name lives on. And I encourage them, as I do you today, to live in the legacy of Christ and live a life uh, that would honor him in every single way. So God bless you. Thank you. Helen Howarth Limmel was born in 1863 into the home of a Wesleyan minister who emigrated to America when Helen was 12. She had a passion for music and her parents provided the best vocal teacher they could find. Helen flourished as a singer, hymn writer, and musician. She even traveled to Germany to continue her musical studies. In time, she married, but when her wealthy husband learned that she was going blind, he left her. That began a road of many struggles and heartaches for Helen during her midlife, but God and His grace used those experiences to mold her into a dynamic woman of faith. She traveled throughout the American Midwest in the early 1900s, giving concerts in many churches. Later, Helen taught voice at the Moody Bible Institute and then at the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. At the age of 55, a friend handed Helen a tract written by the Algerian missionary Lilius Trotter entitled, Focused. In it, Helen read the words that forever changed her life. So then turn your eyes upon him, look full into his face, and you will find that the things of earth will acquire a strange new dimness. I stood still, Helen later said, and singing in my soul and spirit the chorus, with not one conscious moment of putting word to word to make rhyme or note to note to make melody. Helen actively supported the evangelistic ministry of Billy Sunday and wrote this song to be used in his large gospel outreaches. In 1961, Helen returned to Seattle to live out her remaining days. Although she was nearly destitute in her advanced years, her joy and enthusiasm amazed others. When asked how she was doing, she would always say with a big smile, I'm doing well in all the things that count. Even in her old age, she continued composing hymns. Helen had a small plastic keyboard by her bed. It was there that she would play, sing, and sometimes cry out, one day God is going to bless me with a great heavenly keyboard and I can hardly wait. Because of her blindness, Helen had no way to write down the hymns as they came to her heart. She would therefore call a friend at all hours of the night and they would rush to her sparse room and they could help her record the words before she forgot them. Helen died in 1961, just 13 days before her 98th birthday. She had blessed the world with nearly 500 hymns during her lifetime. No one knows the millions of people that have turned their eyes back to Jesus because of the humble servant, Helen aged Limel. I like to suppose that when the Lord Jesus came to greet this faithful woman, the first thing he did was to exchange that cheap plastic keyboard for one of heaven's 
grand celestial organs. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Scott George, and uh, happy Sunday to you. Uh, once again, we are enjoying our time of, uh, of worship, uh, and uh, it's, um, it's been interesting, and it's been incredibly refreshing just to uh, worship with you for the past uh, several weeks, and uh, I so enjoy uh, the music. You know, it's amazing. You can instantly sense the presence of the Lord, and uh, we're all over Central Florida, but yet, uh, on Sunday morning at 10.30 here at Pine Castle, we are uh, focusing on Christ, and uh, that's uh, a great joy. And so I, I really look forward to it, and I hope you do as well. Uh, we are continuing our series on the hymns, and as uh, you know, uh, we are looking today at uh, the hymn uh, written by Helen Lemmel, and Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. As we begin our time uh, together here today, I want to read just a verse of scripture that will kind of help us uh, set the, the, uh, the culture uh, for our time together as we look upon um, a great hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I'm, I'm in uh, Matthew chapter 17. I want to encourage you to get your, get your Bible out just for a, for a moment, uh, get your iPad out, get your phone, go to Matthew chapter 17. I want, to, I want to read this verse of scripture to you, and it's found in verse 1. Look what it says. It says, uh, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them to a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. Just then there appeared Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. While Jesus was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped him, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Get up. Don't be afraid. Now, this is what I want you to see here. In verse 8, And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Today, as we look into God's word, we're going to be discovering the great hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And I want it said of you, I want it said of me, I want it said of us, that when we live our lives, we will look up and we will see no one but Jesus. So let me ask you a question here as we spend uh, just a few minutes together. And here it is. What are you looking at? What is your focus what is your attention fixated on? Uh, we're all looking at something. And the real question is, uh, are, are you turning your eyes on Jesus? I love that phrase, turn. Uh, I think that implies uh, a choice. You have to make the choice to turn your eyes on Jesus. Notice, notice didn't say, uh, turn your eyes on CNN, turn your eyes on MSNBC, turn your eyes on Fox News. It says, turn your eyes on Jesus. Something beautiful happens when you and I fix our eyes or turn our eyes upon Jesus. So we're going to look at that beautiful hymn by Helen uh, Lemel, and we're going to just take, uh, it's got three verses. And uh, by the way, we're going to, uh, on Monday mornings, 
Uh, we send out a little devotional for you to follow through on what we talked about here today. If you want more information, just go to our website and you can sign up for that and you can get an email and we can uh, send you the devotion uh, on, on Monday morning. So um, here we go. When you turn your eyes upon Jesus, good things happen. And uh, the first verse in, in, in this beautiful hymn um, says this. I'm taking a, just a short little phrase from each one of the, of the lyrics, each one of the verses. And uh, Helen Lemel said this. When you turn your, your eyes on Jesus, here's point number one. You receive peace and hope. See, good things happen. When you turn your eyes on Jesus, you receive peace and hope. She says in verse one, O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. See, when you look at Christ and you fix your eyes on him and you make the choice to, to look to him, I really believe that you receive peace and hope. Um, as we are in social isolation, quarantine, um, you can find a few minutes to get alone and to fix your eyes on Christ. Take a walk. Uh, take a bike ride. Get out and, and, and uh, just get out in the, in the fresh air just for a few minutes and turn your eyes on Jesus. Because when you do that, you will receive peace and hope. One thing I've noticed uh, for these past few weeks, uh, families are getting together. Uh, people are spending more time with each other. Uh, moms and dads, I see dads throwing a football. I see kids swimming with their parents. I see them going on bike rides. It's really, really beautiful to see. You know, the same thing can be said when you spend a few minutes out and, and just put your attention, put your thoughts on Christ. When you turn your eyes upon Jesus, you will receive peace and hope. I encourage you to take this time and uh, spend a few minutes with Christ because when you do, uh, you're not going to get judgment or condemnation, and you're not going to, he's not going to tell you how bad you are. You're going to receive peace and hope that's going to help you be a better dad, be a better father, be a better mother, be a better a grandparent. Why? Because when you fix your eyes on Christ, you're going to receive peace and hope. Number two, here's point number two. When you turn your eyes on Jesus, you'll not only receive peace and hope, but you will see yourself as a conqueror. I like that. She says in verse two, over us, sin no more has dominion, for more than conquerors are we. I like that. Uh, she, she says you're a conqueror. When you fix your eyes on Christ, when you look at him, God reveals to you how beautiful you are to him, how much he loves you. You're the apple of his eye. He believes in you. He loves you. He says over you, you're my son. With you, I am well pleased. And when you spend time with Christ and you turn, turn your eyes on Jesus, you get a glimpse of who you are in Christ. And I can tell you, God really believes in you. God really loves you. Uh, you. You are special to him. And he declares of you, you're my son, you're my daughter. With you, I am well pleased. And, and you become, watch this, not just a conqueror, you become more than a conqueror. You know what I want to see in, in, in my life and what I want to see in, in your life and I want to see in Christians all over the world? I want to see them living not as just conquerors, but as more than conquerors. 
I've heard this illustration, it's really kind of cute. Um, a boxer went in the ring and he, he won the battle in the boxing ring. And the promoter came over and gave him a, gave him a check. And, and, and as soon as he got that check, he held it on just for a few seconds. And then he passed that check on, the winning total, the winning amount. He passed that check on to his wife and gave it to her. Now watch this. The boxer was the conqueror, but the wife was more than a conqueror. I like that. He got the check, but she was more than a conqueror. And I really want you to get that today because Helen Lemos said it right. We are more than conquerors. I don't want, want us just to get by. I don't want us just to survive. I want us to live a life, an abundant life that Christ promised and that you see yourself just not as conquering, but you see yourself as more than a conqueror. And I did something kind of crazy here today. Those